the Ensanche Theater Circus. Oh, yes. Oh, no, Circus Theater. That's how I'm going to be referring to it. Okay. So, Tragedy at the Ensanche Circus Theater. So, I'm going to change the title here. Do you remember that? Do you remember the story? Do you have the information about, like, the name of the tour and stuff so that we can sort of... Mm. Oh, shit. Bit? We can look for it before we launch. <laughs> no, but we should say it, no? What was it called? It was yeah, in somebody's phone. No? Crime... What was it called? It should be in, like, our chats somewhere, yeah. no? Yeah, but... <clears throat> like a link in our WhatsApp group, maybe. But what Let's do you search for, Bilbao? Just look for media links and to see if Megan sent it to us at some point. So it would have been like two years ago? No, a year ago? Right, here's the photo. Here's the photo. Oh, here it is. Here's the photo of us. Confidential Bilbao. You got it. You yeah, got it. BilbaoConfidential.com. Nice. Good work, guys. Crimen y Castigo. Crimen y Castigo. Crime and punishment. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Ready? Okay. Oh, the, the wine. I didn't fucking hey, Julie. Isn't it just Senicero? No, that's where it's from. Mm. The name of the wine is Gran Vendema. Vendema. Okay. Okay. So remember to start with what the pod, pod is about. Okay. Alright. Do you want to start again? We're there. We're there. Alright. Let's cut the beginning out. Okay. Hi, Dougal. Hi, Jules. How you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? Good to hear. I'm, I'm recovering from yesterday, so I won't be drinking today. Tell... <laughs> our, our audience, how you're recovering, what you're recovering from. Well, I just went out for my regular social night out on the Thursday. Which is what? A couch surfing meeting. Mm -hmm. We go to couch surfing. And then whoever turns up, we see what happens. And I ended up going down to the old town in mm -hmm. Bilbao and having some extra ones with a friend. Yeah. <laughs> And so now I'm having a Coca-Cola, just recovering. Oh, oh. It's an intense conversation. Well, I thought you were going to say about how you came home and you had no power. Yeah, that was uh, very stressful. That's pretty stressful. Very stressful. <laughs> Especially Freezing when night. you've had something to drink and you don't have time to figure out what's going on. Yeah, those logical... You just want to be in a warm house and yeah. go to bed, right? These logical steps of turn everything off, turn one thing on. That was very <laughs> hard to do. I bet. <laughs> No, I don't envy you at all. It seems like it's working out, so, you know. Yeah, we have power. Goes. It's warm in here. We have power. Yeah. It's been really cold in the Basque Country. It has. The last week or so. Yeah, really four or cold. five degrees. Or below. Like, mm -hmm. tonight I think it's going to get down to one degree. Ouch. So it's cold. It's cold. It is. It's chilly. It's chilly. And wet. So that adds to it, too. It's, like, even it colder. It is. It feels like it gets to your bones. Right. 
But you're having a nice drink today, a nice red wine, warm your bones well, up. Well, yes. I went to the supermarket, mm-hmm. the French supermarket. Well, it's Carrefour. It's a French chain. Chain, yeah. So I, it's near Douglas's house. So I often go there to see what to bring for our drinks. And um, unlike the white wines or the cidras, mm-hmm. the ciders, mm-hmm. it's um, they don't put like a little Basque flag underneath the yeah. red wines to tell you these are Basque products. So yeah. I was searching through all of them to find a, a Basque mm-hmm. red wine because I didn't want white. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found this one and I found that it was bottled in uh, Cenicero. I love the name, Cenicero. Cenicero. What is Cenicero in Spanish? Uh, literally, it, it is in Castilian and it literally means ashtray. Ashtray. <laughs> So there's this really lovely town. You've in, been there, right? In the Rioja, yeah. It's called Sanicero. It is really pretty, though. So if anybody's traveling in these parts, mm. it is a nice town with lots of nice bodegas. And mm. so it's a good it's a good tourist stop. And it's the, stop. the wrong side of the river. It is. It just happens <laughs> to be on the very border of the Basque Country. So yeah. we decided the tenuous link would be that if you were standing in the Basque Country, you, you could can see it. Look across the river yep. and There's see it. So that's our tenuous Good link. Good old ashtray. But it's a nice wine. It's Gran ben- Bendema. Gran Bendema. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting name. It's a crianza. Yep. Which means like a young... It's How, the, what would they call it in English? Crianza would be like young. Well, it's a classification here. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's been in a bo- in a barrel for at least I think it was either three or six, six months. Six months or something. Three yeah. or six, I forget. It must be okay. six. Okay. Yeah. So. So it's a minimum of, and it has to be a year old as well, at least. Yeah. So and then you know maybe half of that in a in a barrel. Hmm. At least. Yeah. So yeah, that's then, what I found, and turns out we just looked on the map. It's just across the just river across. Ebro. But it's fine. The river it's... Ebro, I have seen passing, mm-hmm. passed it many times on mm-hmm. travels. So the river that connects these cities does go through the Basque Country. Oh, so definitely. There yeah. you go. All the water comes from here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. You can thank us for the water. From the rainy mountains. For your rain, for your <clears throat> beautiful wine. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah, so... Uh, what is the podcast about? We should probably tell people. It, as the name says, we are a crime podcast. Yeah. True crime. It's true crime, but, you know, we, you know, we go out to all kinds of things that could be... We're adventurous. Crime-linked. Yeah. Right? So it could be... Corruption. Tragedy. Yeah, true. Health um, and safety. Health and safety. Yeah. Corruption. So, yep. It's not just murder and mayhem, right? No. So. no. There's some uh, hashtag mom safe. Episodes. Yes, there is. Speaking about that, how is today's episodes? Um, not not hashtag mom safe. I think because this episode, my only like trigger or like um, warning would be that if you are disturbed by the death of children, then mm. you probably don't want to listen to this episode. Okay. Okay. So moms probably don't want to maybe no maybe hear no. that kind of thing. Good warning. I don't go into a lot of detail either. Yeah. It's just, I kind of go through the facts of what happened and okay. there's not a lot of detail about, Yeah. you know, any, there's no deep, gory details, good, if you will. Good to so, know. I'm holding on to my chapel. So, you know, if that's something that disturbs you, then it's not going to happen. You know, I'm not going to give any disturbing details. Cool. Good heads up. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, 
This episode, though, was inspired by a um, a tour that Douglas and I and mm-hmm. Megan, our producer, yeah. and Megan's partner Tom, mm-hmm. who does our who produced our song, yeah, the intro song. Um, we went on a tour called uh, Bilbao Confidential, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, no, what was it? Crimenes. Y castigo, or no, castigo y crimen, or what was it called? I guess it's crimen y castigo, like crime and punishment. Yeah, or so crime and like punishment that. would be the translation, yeah. So we went on this tour where this uh, this very lovely kid <laughs> brought us around. Very knowledgeable, yeah. I remember. It, he, he knew his knew, stuff. Yeah, inside out. Yeah, so he uh, yeah took us around. We didn't have to go very far. It, wasn't a, it was like a walking tour mm-hmm. where we stopped at different locations and mm-hmm. he told us about what happened where. Um. But it was really fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I so, d- had no idea there was like this huge prison right up in Santuchu, for example. Yeah, very close by to the old town. And well, then I mean, like the, the details town. of the prison were like <sighs> things like um, the, the, the families had to bring the meals to the prisoners. Like yeah. they weren't fed at the yeah. prison. Yeah. Like that you really had intense. to count on your relatives to bring you food. Yeah. yeah. And it was like way overcrowded. And yeah. That was one of the most impressive parts of the tour that, that we I was learned. like whoa that's mm, crazy mm, yeah i guess there's... And obviously this is not like in this century or the last no. century yeah no the century before that good hundred or two hundred years ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and then like where the public hangings were all that stuff it was yeah pretty interesting yeah. yeah we recommend the tour yeah we do we sure. do and we'll give him a shout out it's i forgot very... his name well damn it it's... we could probably look on his website and give it He's we can maybe put one. it in our in our notes or something. Yes. Yes. To put something in our notes about his tour so we can give him some business. Yeah. We were, I definitely recommend it. Yeah. It was fun. So this was So one anyway, of the this stories. was inspired by that because he told us this one story and I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty wild. I'd never heard of that. Hmm. Um, so this is a historical one and um, it is... Oh, and I never wrote a one-sentence synopsis either. Well. Oh, I got one. I can just come up with one on the top of my head. You can. One sentence synopsis. Never shout fire in a crowded theater. Oh, it's very appropriate. That's my one sentence synopsis for this crime. Right. So, there you go. Came up on the top of my head, you guys. Genius. (laughs) Impressive. (laughs) Impressive. Okay. You're going to give us the, the, the title of the um, episode as well? Yeah. it's um, This is the tragedy at the Ensanche Circus Theater. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I remember remember him mentioning that. I remember that. Yeah? Do you remember briefly. anything about I'm, it? I mean, to be honest, I, I was like, okay, another one. Because, you know, it's super common in European cities that the theater burned down. Like, yeah. It's so... Yeah kind of common and i'm going to give you why why these things burnt down i'm going to tell you like a little history and stuff yeah yeah so they're all wooden exactly (laughs) i was going to go there but i'm like let you they're all haphazardly built (laughs) right right yeah so they're like fly-by-night businesses so Mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. not a lot of uh safety protocols in place yeah so in this story, uh, my sources, I had a really good archival history from Biscaya.eus. Mm. Yeah, it was... And so it's like kind of like the, 
the city or the Biscaya municipal. Biscaya is, is the province. Is the province. Provincial yeah. historical. Yeah. So archives. Archives. That's nice. Then I had, um, I had a video on YouTube, which the, the, it's Bilbao Architectura mm. is the channel. Yeah. I, I so they them. did a story on this mm. and they talked about the history of these types of buildings or operations, I mm -hmm. guess. Mm -hmm. Then we have, um, uh, let's see. See, I'm sorry, I have to look. It's fine. I mean, Bil uh, what was it, Bilbao? And then I have Historia, no, Bilbao Serbitsuak. Serbitsuak. Punto Bilbao. Mm -hmm. Dot E-U-S. Mm -hmm. Eus is like Euskadi or... Euskadi, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is like saying... Wikipedia. Dot. Obviously. Mm -hmm. One story from El Correo. Right. A typical newspaper around yeah. here. And that's about it. Okay. So this took place a long time ago, so mm -hmm. that's why there's a few like limited sources. Yeah. 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 Understandable. Yeah. All right. Shall I begin? Let's let's dive right in. Okay. So let's talk about these the history of the circus theaters. Mm. Circus theaters began to emerge in Europe in around the end of the 1700s. Okay. They hit their peak in the last 30 years of the 1800s. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They were all but gone by the first quarter of the 20th century. Okay. Okay. At that time, they were primarily being used as cinemas. So when oh. they when they died out, their purpose or their function was as a cinema. Okay. They started screening movies, right? Because right. that was the new rage. So it's or, the... or, you know, popular form of entertainment, right? It's going to the movies. Yep, yep. So the movie's kind of ancestor. Yeah. Um, at that time, there were primarily... Uh, no, sorry, I just said that. Throughout Spain, there were at least 60 circus theaters, and today only five of those structures have survived as functioning theaters. Mm. El Algar, Orihuela, mm -hmm. Murcia, and Santa Cruz de la Palma. Mm. So the first three that I mentioned are all in Murcia or near Murcia. Oh, really? Interesting. And then the last one, Albacete, which is also near Murcia, mm. is the only one which still doubles as a host for circuses and theater productions and maintains an original building structure of the original circus theaters. How interesting. So that's the only one that survived. Like the actual like building. Like the building itself, mm. yeah. Yeah, because they're usually made of wood, right? You said? Yeah. That's incredible. Um, they originated in areas with larger populations as a place where shows and performances could be held for the general public. Hmm. In some cases, the buildings were permanent structures, hence why some have survived to this mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. But in other cases, they were only for seasonal use, and oftentimes they would move location within the same city. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they'd throw one up over here and then move to another part of town where maybe the land was available like maybe the land Cheaper was available rent. at the time and mm -hmm. they put one up and then the city said yeah no no, no we want that land mm -hmm. so they you know jump Take ship and then just move to a different little plot of land in the same city intense yeah because they had like a name recognition probably as yeah. a business or whatever very circusy you know I mean? as a kind of yeah business structure i would say yeah you said circus theater right yeah 
So they were multifunctional buildings, and most of them had a circular or a polygonal. Golonal. Polygonal. Polygonal. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read anymore. It's cute. It's I've cute. been I've been doing this all day, so I was like. I mean, Ugh. I can't I can't read. So. Sometimes I can't read anymore because I'm also trying to like look at Basque names and pronounce them correctly, and then. You're doing excellent. When I'm reading English, then I I mess up as well. Anyway, all right. So they were circular or. Polygonal. Polygonal. <laughs> um, so the center was where the action took place, right? Mm-hmm. And then it would be surrounded by the tiered seating for the public. Right. Okay. Nice and traditional. Mm-hmm. And because of their impermanent nature, they were often wooden structures um, with uneven constructive quality. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Like, a, like a little bit over here, but not over here. Like it wasn't okay. like a... Like a Perfect. I'm make this beautiful building or... All the sides are even, and these right. two sides are, yeah. you know, like, centrical, you know, like, or whatever. Yeah, just just put another line yeah. there. Yeah, we need a room over sit. here, so we'll just build another room over here, right, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> An add-on. They're just adding on to the building, if you Organic will. architecture, we could yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in one article, the architecture of these buildings mimic the spaces needed for the activities that people already took part in, in their leisure time. So, we think of, like, bull rings. Okay. Right? Yeah. Cockfights. Yeah, yeah. All that nasty shit. Circular thing. Everybody yeah. looking to the center. And everybody's sitting around it, right? Mm-hmm. So the public is seated around the action that's taking place in the center, right? Boxing, I guess. Boxing, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and this also, you know, mimics what also became what we see at circuses later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Same I mean, thing I with circuses. I don't know how connected it is to the Shakespeare style theater, but that was also like in a center, right? And you had people. Yeah, all like wasn't it. the Globe Theater mm-hmm. the first one? Wasn't it circular? I mean, I think it was typical of that time. I don't know if it was special, but no, I think I it don't is. No, I felt like I re- I heard the Globe was like one of a, like the first of its kind or something. It was okay. like the original or something. Maybe then, maybe it might be, because that's where the first Shakespeare stuff. I know, I know. It was written for that theater. A lot of things. So, like, you like the format, the space, kind of was part of the play, which is why it's considered so important. But I thought it was a kind of generic shape that they had before. But I don't know. And it could it maybe it came. I don't know because Shakespeare was anyway. We're not going to delve into. We won't know. We're not going to have our listeners find out what or no. our like gaps in yeah our and knowledge historical are, architecture <laughs> about, or about theater. <laughs> In Shakespeare theater and all yeah. that. But, you know, like, we can go back to Greek. But I do know the Globe was circular. Yes. Theater. Yes. In London, the original. Most the way around. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you look at just a Greek amphitheater, it's yes. circular. Yes, amphitheaters, it circular. It looks yeah. around a central point. Maybe it doesn't go all the way around, but, yeah. you know. It's, yeah, It's, it's definitely it's an old idea. Have you ever visited a um, a ruin? Yeah. The, yeah, so have I. And it doesn't go all the way around, but it is circular. Yes. I mean, the I was like, I don't know any names in my head. I was like, well, the Colosseum goes all the way around. I've been to one in <laughs> Colosseum. There you go. Uh, and in Greece, I, we went to visit one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. anyway. Anyway. They're beautiful. We should go. We yeah. Should go. Well, we should do this more often. <laughs> um, so, um, so, after, you know... These the same spaces that they would set up for these circuses or what have you, or theater, they would be used for things like not only theater, but other types of performances mm-hmm. like acrobatics or mm-hmm. dance or um, even places for 
popular parties or events could be oh, held right. in these same spaces. Yeah. So these buildings like were multifunctional. That's what I meant by multifunctional. For okay? sure. They were very lucrative for those that ran them, right? Mm. And very popular among all social classes because usually it meant that anybody could go. The yeah. prices were low. Cheap ticket. It was mm-hmm. a cheap thing to go do in your free time. So pretty successful. Okay. Good to hear. So that's the history. Okay. In Bilbao, in the 1880s, Bilbao was expanding its city limits. And one area on the other side of the river. So mm-hmm. on one side of the river, we've got like the town hall. Mm-hmm. And then we've got uh, the old town. Um, if you're if you're the river and you're going toward the sea, on your right-hand side. Yeah. So that was kind of all. That's the old town, of course, is the original Bilbao, right? Mm-hmm. The old town the is the original Bilbao, right? Where Bilbao was. Yeah. So as the town got bigger, mm-hmm. uh, it started expanding on the other side of the river, the left side of the river, if you will, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the land, um, um, the land that was annexed to become part of the Church of Abando mm-hmm. was kind of just across the becoming, river from Old Town Bilbao. Yeah, mm-hmm. was becoming more popular, right? Like, or that area was. Yeah more populated, etc. So while awaiting the arrival of developers to do with this something with this land, mm-hmm. there were like pop-up booths for like commercial exchange, like maybe selling like farm goods mm-hmm. or honey, area. Mm-hmm. whatever people were selling in markets, right? right. Eggs, yep. meat, sardines, sardines, yeah, fish of any kind, mm-hmm. lots of fishing mm-hmm. here. I mean, it was typical to salt sardines and bring them in big baskets from Portugalete. That's why I mentioned. Ah, okay. There There's like songs about the ladies coming with the sardines. It's ah. like a very Bilbao thing. <laughs> the songs of the sardines. Sardine Do you know ladies. any of these songs? I mean, I've just heard it. I just know of them. No, <laughs> okay. I don't. Um, so also, um, not only this, but there were also like small warehouses popping up for like smaller industries. Okay. So some plots were taken over by locals who would put on shows and the structures they built were, you know, haphazard with little attention to like uh, safety or stability. I can only imagine. Because they knew as soon as the city council wanted to use or sell the land, those structures would just be demolished. Taken down, yeah. Yeah. So the first two circus theater projects that emerged during this time were with the explicit request from the city council. Oh. Okay? So they wanted them to build something for the people or the masses, right? For entertainment. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One such project was that of the Gran Via Circus Theater. Mm-hmm. The high street. Yes. That's what they would call it in Britain. You sure. Main Street. In the U.S. In America. Yes, yes. <laughs> so records uh, don't indicate whether or not this was ever built. This is kind of weird because in all my research, everyone debates whether or not it actually existed. Wow. That's so weird. Like there's all the records that show of like people bidding for the air, the land or mm-hmm. like bidding, I'll put it here or mm-hmm, I'll put it mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. But really there's no record of it ever existing. How interesting. At least in my research. One of the two. So listen. One of the two. I wrote this story in a week. Mm-hmm. So I did not, I'm not a journalist, so yeah. I did not delve. Or a historian. Or a historian. Mm-hmm. So I did not delve Too as deep. deeply to find about this certain circus theater. 
because right. it was not the focus of the story. So yeah. I just went with what I found and... Yeah. If any of our listeners know better, yeah. Please, yeah, please leave a comment. Yeah. And we'll learn. Write your own story about the Grand Via Circus Theater. <laughs> we will contribute with everything we know. It. You mm-hmm. want to put it on our show? We'll put it on our show. Um, in the end, the closest evidence of a structure such as this was the first cinema in Bilbao called the Olympia Room. And okay. it opened in 1905, which stayed open until 1947. Wow. And was replaced by the Gran Via Cinema, um, which operated until 1996. Wow. Which was then replaced and became the BBK Sala, oh, which we all know. On the high street, If you yeah. walk down Gran Via, you will see the BBK Sala. So it's been an entertainment place forever. For 135 years. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm. It's a lovely... Um, room these mm-hmm. days it's owned by as you said Bibica, which is a local bank yeah and they that's their cultural kind of you know activity if place. you haven't heard our episode about Bibica. yeah <laughs> that's how they launder money allegedly <laughs> they put on <laughs> <a> great cinema <laughs> but it's it, they've redone redone it and it's very nicely done up yeah i mean they put on a lot of um Activities. screenings of yeah. things that you would not see in a regular like mainstream distribution of films right yeah. so you might see like um a program um bobby used to program yeah your retrospectives on on different like themes cinema yeah. themes and related that to was the... for and he put it on at that at yeah that place connected so. that w- with the fine art museum mm-hmm no 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 this was his oh it, it was just him and oh cool and ruben hi ruben Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. I mean, the last one we went... No, they just put it on by themselves because they wanted to program something, cinema, and so they would decide really to pick cool. a theme, and then they would put on screen films that they felt fit that theme, and they were paid by the city council to do so. And oh, nice. And that was their own project. I remember going to a Hitchcock one with you yep. guys one, one time. Yep. It was really good. Yep. Lovely space to do it. Yeah. Another thing to do when you come to Bilbao. Exactly. You guys, you got, have so much to do and see here. Not just eat your face off, but actually Which take is, in some culture. Or drink your face off. Or drink your face off. <laughs> Which is also very Yeah, doable. you can go down on Thursday nights to the couch surfing. I'll be there. Meet Douglas. Yep, it's our meetup. We're, we're happy to anybody to drop, drop by. Yeah, yeah. If you're in town and you're just visiting and you want to meet some people. There yeah, thirty Thursdays at Nervion from eight thirty. There you go. Everybody knows now. There you go, everybody. So you might get some people showing up. I mean, let's see. Let's. Uh, we're let's see. so gonna talk Who's about. Who's listening? It's gonna show up. Who's the first to turn up for a listener? I can't wait. We, we should give them a prize. We should come up with a prize to give them. The first one that turns up, and approaches Douglas at couch surfing. Well, I, says, I, Douglas, I heard about this meetup on the pod. It's excellent. And I came for my prize. That's well, what you have to say. I'll definitely invite you to your first drink. No, come on. We'll think of a prize. But, uh, but I always have also a sticker. You can get so, a sticker you know, and something. We'll think of something. Suggest. What would you like to get if you're the first one to turn show up, you know? Sure. Suggest, sure. Suggest. We're open. I mean, what if they want a car, though, Douglas? No, we can't. We can't swing. I mean, that. they can suggest it. We can go. <laughs> yes, hey, suggestions are free. <laughs> look, I've, I have had this little toy taxi car in my pocket for 
three months. I'm happy to give it up. <laughs> give him a Kinder, a Kinder egg yeah. surprise. Maybe it's maybe a car. Maybe there's a car inside. Maybe yeah. it's a car. Uh, okay. So, um, another project was requested and paid for to have a circus theater on Amistad Street. So that's the one you know where Amistad Street yep. is, right? So that's like right just past the Arenal Bridge. Yep. Okay. Yep. So Arenal Bridge. We've talked about the Arenal when we talked about the fiestas episode. We did. It's kind of like a large, it's not a plaza, but it's used to be a sandy like a, area. It's a park now. Yeah, it's like a big park along the river. And then Just there's next the to theater, the, old town. Mm-hmm. the opera house or the theater right there. And a nice And nice right, bridge. yeah, bordering the old town, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, to, to go with the theme of the wine, you can see the other side of the river from Ireland. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> you got it. We got it. So, um, so this project never materialized and the money, it, it, according to the records I was reading, it was like the money was returned. Like the funny, the records I was right. reading were just like, this person paid this much for this plot of land to do this, and then the money was returned on this date because they didn't, you know. So yeah. it was like kind of weird research I was doing. Anyway, so it never materialized. The guy got his money back, never okay. came to fruition. So, and the reason for this, I think, this is what I've gathered from mm-hmm. my research. So, you know, I'm not a journalist. I would like to make that clear. Mm-hmm. I'm like reading documents that are translated from Spanish to English so that I can read them more easily. Because mm-hmm. if I'm reading them in Spanish, I'm like, what the fuck? Anyway, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. meanwhile, the Arenal Theater, the mm-hmm. theater that was already there in the Arenal, okay. was in poor condition, and the city knew that it would have to be demolished at some point. Okay? okay. So, and they knew they wanted to build a new one. They knew they wanted a big theater there, right? Mm-hmm. So they halted all of the potential circus theater projects for that area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's what I discovered. Okay. Were we talking about 1830s, 40s? Late 1800s, so like 1880s, okay. 1890s. Yeah. Okay, okay. So um, the theater was demolished in 1885. So there you go. There's okay. your date. Okay. And then the Ariaga Theater. Which is which the one we is still there have. today, yes, that you can go see today. Um <clears throat> You know, stands where a lot of these circus theaters fought to have a, a little theater of their own. Mm-hmm. So, they, so it was a coveted area. I think they moved it to where it is today, which is just right on the other side of that bridge. Or mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. on the same side of the river, but on the other side of the Ardenal Bridge. Right? Oh, okay. There was actually where the theater is. Where so I the think plaza they were fighting. Was. I think the original theater was on where the park is today. Okay. Right? Okay. I think. Don't hold me to that, okay? I mean, I know there was a, an area because literally, I don't know, it just means like a sandy area. Yeah. And I know that, you know, if we go back to the 1500s, that was like a beach. Yeah. It was a river beach. Right. Because, yeah. Um, but I also know that up for a very long time, they had a, like a little circle, which sounds like the saddest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but they had a tiny little circle with like a, like a, a um, uh, um, a small kind of wall is how they described it. Okay. And and there was still sand in the center, kind of like a sandbox. Like a sandbox. Yeah. Okay. But it was like literally, it was left over from 
Oh, like the beach. so they tried to preserve yeah. the whole idea. Like of this is this this was a sandy place, and now yeah, here's and it, the last. It is still known as remnants of the sandy place. You know, I don't know. Well, it's called. Yeah. So know. you know, I but. thought it was. I love the fact that they tried to have some sand. Yeah, and then they were like, "This is ridiculous." We have but that's where you're saying <laughs> the theater would have been. Maybe. 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 I'm. Yeah. But in any case, one side of the road or the other. It, either way, it's right there. It's all right yeah. there in the same area. So anyway, they built this the Arriaga Theater, which is now a beautiful big building. Gorgeous. It's like one of the big landmarks, right? Very beautiful. So it's lovely. And it's like, I use that landmark for everything. Whenever mm-hmm. I visit, I'm like, meet me there. Yeah. There's always the big Christmas tree, Christmas time. Yeah. You know, I tell people, meet me at the tree. <laughs> for those of a more nationalist inclination, there's a lovely big flag of the Basque Country right in front of it. Is there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never noticed. Not a big fan of flags, though, but. But it's there. It's there. It flies. Okay. I'm going to look now. Middle of town. Now I'm going to look. Okay. All right. In front of the theater. Yeah, yeah. So you like the the um, the oh tramway. I've never seen that. The tramway goes kind of curves around the front of the theater, right? Yeah. And so just right there, where the, the tree four, is, the Christmas before. tree is. Yeah, but like closer to the train line than the Christmas tree, right? Okay. So that's oh my god. There's a big pole there. Oh my god! I have to look. I mean, Maybe I just never look up. Maybe I'm always looking at the ground. There's a lot of um, Basque flags around, so. You know, another one is not going to necessarily stand out. No, but also I look at the ground a lot hmm. when I walk because of dog poop. Right, right. So and I, for dog and poop. I love the Curvinha myself. So, so you're always looking up for the I Curvinha. do love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like you might say meet me at the theater. I might say meet me at the flag. Yeah. <laughs> That's, but there, you there, you go. Go. there you go. There you go. There you go. Lovely landmark. There we go. Okay, so landmark. We're landmarked however out. You, yeah, however you look at it, it's a landmark. I, and since we're on it, we're talking about the Ariaga Theater. Like, it is modeled on a French theater. It's, like, mm. modeled in a very traditional kind of typical, I forget which one, but probably the main one in Paris, mm-hmm. you know. And that's what they used. It's kind of like a miniature of that. Okay. And it looks gorgeous. It is gorgeous. I recommend it's it. It's a very nice building. Inside and out. It's where, during fiestas, that's where Marijaya first appears. The and they set off the chupinazo yeah. to set off the fiestas. They've got a nice little balcony. It's all full circle, man. Everything comes back to the Arenal, Ariaga Theater. Yeah. The world map of Bilbao, as they would say <laughs> yeah. it here. <laughs> it's like the White House. <laughs> or, sure. Or if you're from somewhere else, it's the... The Casa Rosada, if we were in Argentina, there going back go. to our last... There you uh... go. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, the, I the mean, Red we Square, with... if you're Russian. You sure, know. there you go. Okay, <laughs> we got this. The mall in... Uh... <laughs> Washington, in Washington, D.C. DC yeah. for our American listeners. Yeah. Brandenburg Gate for the German listeners. Mm-hmm. We've all got that. We've yeah. all got those those landmarks for each each country, right? Yeah, but this is... Yeah, anyway. I mean, you know, as far as the Basque country goes... As far it's as Bilbao pretty, goes. It's pretty... It's our landmark. It's our landmark, yeah. yeah. I mean, Guggenheim is probably more worldwide landmarky. Yeah, but that's not... Basque. It's, it's it's not in our souls yet. It's not Basque. I mean, people are proud of it, but because it is pretty cool. But it's like, I mean, you it's know, not Basque. I would say it's pretty Basque because you know, like there's two images that, well, three images really. One is the architects, which is the scales of fish, which he talks about going 
fishing with his father. And it's got ship like And I mean, you know, Basque country and fishing is definitely. Yeah, yeah. A thing. So it kind of has ship like curves yeah. and, you know. Yeah. And one of them is the, the kind of image of. It's definitely an homage to the. To the shipping or the fishing yeah. industry, yeah, for sure, and that's I think is quite Basque. Sure, you know, sure. it does harken back to to some references. All right, so most people outside of here, outside of here, would say yes, the Guggenheim is yeah. what they think of when they yeah. think of Bilbao. But it's, it, I, but I there's agree so much with more. you. There's so much. There more. is so much more. <laughs> From every sip of wine. Go to couch surfing and meet up with Douglas. I'll point you in all the directions. <laughs> okay, so basically, where I'm going with all this is, I didn't, I don't want to go too far into the weeds about all these theaters and people that applied no, for permits to detail. build them, or actually, whoever actually did build them or did not build them, or who built them on provisional basis. So. Until we Let's find, just say until we the find one of them, the theater was built, and um, we're going to now focus on the theater that's yes. in question. Okay, yes. so I just wanted to give both Douglas and our ten listeners some background <laughs> into these circus theaters. We got at least fifty listeners. Fifteen, fifteen, fifty, fifty. Oh, fifty. Okay, at least <laughs> once it's been out for a bit. <laughs> but I was going to say, unless, until the day we found one of them as your ancestor or my ancestor, then we'll go like, wait a minute, one of the people who gave money. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Wouldn't one they? of those days. I mean, if they were, I'm, if they had I, enough I money. If anyone's going to give us money, it's going to be a relative. No, I'm saying to the theater, like historically. Oh, like, that maybe, like, you know, yeah. One of your maybe our ancestors old, from yeah, 1810. Because I have Basque exactly. ancestors. Exactly. That's true. I'm I'm expecting AI whenever we get you know whenever it becomes oh, man, super intelligent. Just be waiting around. You're just gonna sm- waste your life away waiting around for AI well, to do maybe, anything. maybe, maybe. But the day that it connects all the dots, it's gonna be able to tell us exactly who you're all gonna, our ancestors you're are. You're gonna bust open that bottle of champagne. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like imagine. Or no, cava. Excuse me. <laughs> like, no, sidra. Cedra yeah. sounds good. A nice little bubbly chocolate. Yeah. Yes, chocolate. <laughs> bubbly chocolate. That's it. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Boom. We're back. We're back. Here we are. All right, so the circus theater that we're going to focus on today mm-hmm. is the Ensanche Circus Theater. Okay. This was built in 1895. It was a wooden structure, and it was located on a plot of land where many temporary circuses had already taken place. Okay. So, like I was saying, like a lot of local people would use these plots of land for various things until the city said, we're going to use that now, so okay. get out of here. Yeah. Sort of thing. Okay. Um, so, initially, the entertainment you could find there was jugglers, comedians... <laughs> Which I had to pause. Yeah. <laughs> I am curious about oh, man. what comedians in 1895 yeah. talked about. <laughs> Does, do you want to take a gander at what kind of jokes these people are telling? Or like, <sighs> have you ever tried to buy a fish at the market? That yeah. <laughs> I don't know what kind of <clears throat> jokes do you think they were saying? Or do you think they they're probably weren't bashing the king? They could have been. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, I'm really into comedy. I listen to a lot of comedy. And there's this whole thing where, like, 
the idea of modern comedy comes really from the United States, as in stand-up comedy, like observational comedy. Yeah. And so when you look at pre-that, what people always say about the culture before that was that it was like a lot of, like, oh, I heard this joke. Yeah, so just like retelling jokes. So they're just retelling, and like a lot, so a lot of people would use the same material. Yeah. But of course, you could improvise, like telling in a new way or something like that. So I imagine it's kind of a lot of that, a lot of like, that's a joke I heard. Uh-huh. And then, so like when I go back to my childhood, like, like you know, Scotland or Brazil, mm-hmm. they would just have like a standard, whoever is the stupid person, right? Mm-hmm. So for Brazilians, it was always the Portuguese. Oh, yes, yes, of course. <laughs> so they would in always America, be the boss of the joke. The Polish. The Polish. Polish people, yeah. Pulse. There's a lot of Polish right. jokes. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. So I'm imagining, you know, whoever was picked on in the yeah, Basque country. Yeah, whoever they're racist. Exactly. <laughs> like, Probably a lot of leaning. jokes about North Africans. <laughs> yeah. No, I doubt it at the time. Hey, none of Okay, so my, my thing was maybe it was just clowns. Maybe. Doing like, like ridiculous slapstick comedy mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. things. That's also typical. That's yeah. also typical. Yeah. So I, I thought maybe when they say comedians, that's what they mean is that people are just doing comedy bits of, mm-hmm. that are like clown like, you know, silly. Yeah. Ooh, oh, ooh, I got ooh. hit in the face with a pie or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or the fish. And if it was in Bilbao, right? They'd get slapped. Grab in the a face sardine. With a fish. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's a bass joke. <laughs> Good way, good way. Well, I mean, <laughs> if anybody knows any account, I'd be very interested in reading yes, that account. Could anybody, yeah, somebody look into this for us, please. Yeah. I know it sounds like homework, but come Up on. my street. Come on, we'd love to hear it. If, if, if you know about it, you're just going to send us the name of a book. You're basically just going to give us hmm? gold oh. that we'd love I'm to very talk criminal. about. And you could be on the, yeah, you could be on the well, show I if say, you want. I say, I'm sure it would be a <laughs> yeah. bit criminal. Yeah. Can you believe this was a joke? <laughs> Hashtag everything, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so other other things that they would put on at these places were like sporting events um, and, you know, whatever popular shows there were at the mm-hmm. time, right? Bass sports. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was essentially a multi-purpose space for any and all kinds of entertainment. So by the 1910s, its main activity was cinema. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because cinema was becoming big right modern things the world in europe and americas at least right yeah so the structure was located on licenciado licenciado boza Mm -hmm. on the block between the streets of general concha and elcano okay we all the three of us megan myself Mm -hmm. and you we all know where that is right we do it's still a very let's go out in that street street yeah like a lot of bars, a lot of entertainment. Yeah. Like, Poza leads to the new state, the stadium. Yep, right? straight down straight to, to the, the stadium. Straight to the Atleti Stadium. Yeah. So it's a huge... And there's a lot of, like, cinemas around there, so it probably connected to that. Yeah, and there was that. a cinema. Yeah, that's true. There. Like, two or three around there. So, um, in the beginning, it was considered, like, a provisional building. Right. right? right. Like, so many of these fly-by-night circus theaters... Temporary. Temporary, right? Mm -hmm. So it was built from wood and bricks. Okay. Okay. At least some bricks. So I read in one of the archives that I found that the owner, one of the owners, um, and 
you know, developer or whatever you would want to call this person um, who built the structure was um, Ramon Goicoechea. Goicoechea. Mm. Goicoechea, yeah. The next door house. Is that Lovely. what that means? Yeah, yeah. The next door house. As in the house next door. You can say, I guess that's more natural in English. Wow. <laughs> so this guy, he was the owner of a carpentry company. Oh. So all the wood from your own company is being used to build this structure. So, you know, write it off as a business expense, yeah, business Way to expense go. right? Way to go. Very clever. Huh? What a clever entrepreneur. Yeah, for sure. So this guy also had tried his luck many times as a circus impresario. Mm, I mean, that's something to discover, right? My ancestor was a circus impresario. Yeah. That's hilarious. No, I mean, I'm just saying. That oh, would if, be lovely. this guy was your ancestor, yeah. So he had, pre he had a previous project called Cerco Alegria, circus. Happiness. Joy circus mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. joyful circus or something. Yeah. Um, and it primarily consisted of acrobatic acts, and it lasted for two years. Interesting. So when he demolished this other temporary structure, this mm -hmm. Cerco Alegria, he reused and repurposed the wood to build this new one, the Ensanche Circus Theater. I'm all for recycling. So he's a clever entrepreneur. He's also an environmentalist. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> reuse, reuse, reuse. Right? Yes. So he formed a partnership with another businessman and circus entrepreneur, Felipe Revuelto. Mm. He had been one of the bidders on a building for a circus theater on Gran Bia. So he was one of these other guys that was trying to build another circus okay. that was they were talking about building on Gran Bia. Mm -hmm. um, they agreed to split costs on construction and to make operation decisions mutually. Mm. But it turned out that this partnership would not go very smoothly. Yeah. Because I read that Goicoechea mm -hmm. would take Revolta to court for not ponying up his share of the costs oh, right. in the building of this new theater. Right. He won the lawsuit oh. against his partner, but this, you know, is beside the point, right, from this story. Sure. So, aside from it being like another Basque crime, right, <laughs> this right. guy did not pay up his share of right. the... We don't suspect foul, foul play then. No, I was just like one businessman going, yeah, 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 I'll... I'll I'll, I'll share the cost, mm -hmm. and then didn't share the cost. And then he had to sue his own partner. But anyway, um, business is business. there was no bad blood, apparently, between them because, you know, after oh, nice. this lawsuit, because they just continued to run businesses as usual okay. at this theater. How okay? civilized. Right? So, <clears throat> the building had a circus tent-like vibe or a centralized plan, mm -hmm. like a lot of the old architectural circus structures or theater yeah. structures it had a circular stage in the center with seat um, the seating surrounding it on all sides mm -hmm. there were two floors of seating the upper floor had a capacity of 672 wow. spectators and the only access to the lower floor was a narrow and steep staircase yeah. which led to the the three street level exits okay okay so, according to records concerning the building's evacuation drills of the time, the upper floors would consistently take upwards of six minutes to evacuate. It's incredible they have that information. That's crazy. Right? Mm. So, six minutes. It's long. That's a long time, especially yeah. if people are panicked, right? Yeah. So, There's this is some foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. 
So, uh, the building itself expanded over time. Some records speculated that Ramon had set up his carpentry business in one of the extensions. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So, in the photos that we'll put on social media, Mm -hmm. hopefully, I put that in quotes, hopefully, if we get our shit together, we'll include um, what the structure looked like on the day in question. Cool. So, it's more of a square building that fits with the block that Mm -hmm. it sits on, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The building had a more, like, you know, like I said, square shape to it, like fits in a block of a street with two streets running perpendicular mm-hmm. on each side, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but inside the theater, the space where people would watch shows or they would watch films mm-hmm. was circular. Okay. Right? So that's to give you guys like a visual. Um. The same records indicate that the business was granted permission as a to host a variety of events and shows, such as equestrian performances, wow. horses, mm-hmm. and gymnastics. And when they say gymnastics, I'm assuming they say gymnastics. They mean either acrobatics or perhaps like strongman performances. Yeah, I totally see that. Mm. Because um, in my research, I did see old posters. With for shows man. that like showed like a big buff guy lifting a big, you know, um, barbell. The little lady. The circular weights on each end. Oh, how You know, cute. those old oh, timey looking right. like round balls on each end yeah, of the yeah. of Make the it look barbell, real heavy. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so <laughs> So cute. I did see posters that were like, so I was like, that must be what they mean when That's they say so gymnastics, sweet. right? Yeah. Like some sort yeah. of like strongman act. Look at this guy. He can lift 100 kilos. Exactly. Like, what? <coughs> yeah. Um, this was in addition to other shows like comic performances, like we were trying to figure out what that meant I'm so earlier. curious now. Theater, ballroom dancing, charitable events that put on shows to raise money, union and political meetings or parties, oh, and most uh, interestingly, a costume retail. Apparently they had like a shop. Oh. That was uh, there to rent out mask and costume rental. For mask and costume rental. Interesting. Yeah. So for carnival, maybe? Come rent yeah. your costume. I'm wondering yeah. if there's some kind of performance where you're expected to wear masks. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe like maybe. the Phantom of the Opera. You could see yourself kind of putting a little mask on. to watch The masquerade that. balls you've I mean, heard of, yeah, right? Yeah. Where you have to wear a mask, yeah. Kind of around. That yeah, sounds true, like a, a fun kind of dance. Mm-hmm. Thursday's Masks Day. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go to couch surfing. Go to the <laughs> Thursdays. Okay. My gosh. <clears throat> All right. So whatever they could do to make some money, they did. Entrepreneurs. Right? Yeah. Those were the days. Business, business, business. Business was business, <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. So, eventually, as I mentioned earlier, the venue dedicated itself to film screenings for its bread and butter. Mm which was extremely popular across all swaths of society. Yeah. <clears throat> Everybody loves to go to the movies, right? Still do. The Biscaya Entertainment Board granted the theater its operation license on May 16, 1908, after determining that the venue met the safety and security requirements of the Royal Decree of February 15th of that year. So... So a royal decree. <clears throat> so I meant I will mention this later because I have another story I'm working on where a royal decree has been mentioned. So we'll okay. talk about it again in another episode. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to give you the Wikipedia description sure. of a royal decree. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is straight from Wikipedia. 
quote-unquote, do not sue me. Okay. <laughs> a royal decree law is a rule, a legal rule having the force of a law in the Spanish legal system. The name of royal is given because it has state rank and it is the king who is responsible for sanctioning and ordering the publication and compliance of the rule. However, when the rule is created by an autonomous government, it receives the name of decree law because the king only sanctions the decrees of the central government. The autonomous community decree law is sanctioned by the president of the autonomous community and in the name of the king. So okay. there you go. Okay. So the king said it's fine. Then the autonomous regions have the, the right to say to add yes things. or no. Oh, really? Okay. That's what I gather from that, right? Mm, I just think to get a different name. It gets called a different name. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Well, so maybe they don't say yes or no. They're, I think Mr. They're King. Say yes. <laughs> yeah. I think Mr. King Say gets yes and way. you can call it whatever you want. Mm, maybe mm, sort of thing. Mm. Okay. So anyway. End quote. That's from Wikipedia. Okay. So. However, the safety conditions required for cinemas and circus theaters would be revised again after a fire destroyed the La Luz de Villarreal cinema in Castellón mm. on May 27th, 1912. The structure was ripe for tragedy that befell it. It was a wooden building. The audience numbered well past the capacity, mm. numbered well past the capacity allowed. The doors opened inwards, etc. Like there was all kinds of yeah. things that went terribly wrong. And in the end, this awful event took the lives of 69 people and injured 150 more. Yeah. Okay, so this happened. <clears throat> okay, As before a result, our tragedy. Mm-hmm. All cinema facilities were inspected for safety and new regulations were established. These included all circus theaters as well. Okay. Some changes included um, that all the projection booths and the flooring throughout had to be made fireproof from okay. my, sorry, had to be made from fireproof materials. Right. right. So I don't know if you knew this, but film mm-hmm. is highly flammable. Yeah. Right. So, um, from, and I have a little other Wikipedia quote I'm going to read from, okay, about this. So, from the 1890s to the 1950s, this film was largely what we call nitrate. Mm -hmm. It gradually decomposes, producing a flammable gas, Mm -hmm. becomes sticky, and at a late stage of decomposition, the film oozes a gooey liquid, Mm -hmm. ultimately leading to the substance, leading the substance to become dust. As this occurs, the possibility of an auto-ignition increases further. So, projection fires, projection booth fires, were not uncommon in the early decades of cinema. If a film managed to be exposed to too much heat while passing through the projector's film gate, and several incidents of this type resulted in audience deaths by flame, smoke, or the resulting stampede. Yeah, yeah, wow. So, after that fire... Good explanation, though. Yeah, they were like, okay, we got to make some more safety measures, right? So, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> my mind, my mind, I mean, start again. <clears throat> my mind kind of go back to, you know, just like what, five, six years ago, that big tragedy in Madrid, like in a, a big stadium that caught fire. And a lot of people. I don't remember that in Madrid. Yeah, it's just like 
not that long ago. It was like the Arena, Madrid Arena. That was the name of the arena, right? And they had still problems. They're not on top of it even now, in the 2020s. Yeah, I mean, this fire is crazy. I know, but you would have thought, There's you know. There's only so much you can... Well, if we've there been is thinking about it yeah. since 1910s, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I guess the, the doors would open the right way, but... Again, you know, they had to, I remember like one of the doors was closed and locked and they couldn't yeah. get it open. You know, another know. typical thing that happens in those situations. Yeah. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying the royal decree didn't help. Still not helping. Sure, you <laughs> I mean, can help, put as much regulations in helped, place. But, mm. but then the people that operate these places, perhaps they cut corners on building or they... Humans. And then pay off somebody to say, yeah, yeah, it's Freaking fine. humans. Or... Or, you know, just in the running of things, yeah. not following protocol, Yeah. right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Just saying, yeah. Yeah. So, so bad, so bad. Yeah. Health and safety is very important. Mm-hmm. So, the Insanche Circus Theater revised and updated the features of their establishment, and on October 4th, 1912, they were given the okay to continue with their cinema operations. Cool. But only a month and a half later, it would become clear that some safety precautions should have also been taken into account. So soon, eh? Yeah. All right. So, well, let's get to the the meat of our story. So, the year 1912 was especially disastrous for Biscaya. So, on our earlier episode, the Galerna of 1912. Remember that one? Yeah. Same we year. covered the gale that hit the Bay of Biscay in mm-hmm. August of that year, sinking many fishing boats and killing 143 fishermen. 116 of those came from Bermeo. Yeah. So, like, basically devastated an entire town. Yeah. All the male population, is, you know. And their industry. Yeah. So, the communities were still reeling from all this when, on Sunday, November 24th of that year... The Ensanche Circus Theater was projecting cinema all day long. Ooh, that machine's heating up. The weather was shit, as it's off to do in November, mm. so the theater had films going from 3 p.m. to midnight on that day. Okay. At around 5.30 that afternoon, the film being projected was an Italian feature called Who Has Stolen the Million? <laughs> <laughs> Released in 1911. Wow. <laughs> so cute. Okay. So, but uh, as it was Italian, mm-hmm. did not get distribution in Spain until February of 1912. Okay. Okay. So, I have to wonder, in these times, so it's pre-talkies, right? Okay. This is pre-talkies, I was ask, right? I wasn't sure. Isn't it pre-talkies? I, I could. I think talkies came out. I don't know. I didn't even look because I was too busy writing. Mm-hmm. Like what? So you know, like with silent films, you would have the action, and then you would have like a little. Um, well, what would you call it? Fuck, I can't remember. I can't even think of the word. Nineteen twenty-seven um, talkies. Okay. <clears throat> so like you'd have like the little you'd have the action, so the the filmed action of the actors and stuff doing their thing, and then you'd have a little bands clip or film clip of the oh, with uh, the, the dialogue with right the dialogue. yeah yeah so they must have had the technology to like if they're going to distribute it to other countries to translate yeah right they so change that's that what people were doing i suppose reading. yeah i don't think they were reading italian no i don't think so either <laughs> i don't think so either 
So it's pre-talkies. Okay, so they're like, yeah. They're reading stuff. They're reading, Let's hope. yeah, the, the dialogue in these little, oh, fuck, what do you call them? I can't remember. The little uh, vignettes. Vignettes. Well, we got it. We Vignette. got it. Look at us. At Look the at same us. time. Boom. We're so good. We're, We're on so it. We're on it, Douglas. <laughs> okay. So the theater was at full capacity. Mm-hmm. And it was accessible to anyone as the entrance fee was only 10 cents. Mm. So these screenings were something that would be available to children um, mm. and to people from all social classes. Right. So everybody was at the theater that day. Or the A cinema. dry spot in Bilbao. Yeah. Somewhere to go. Mm. To, Past the time, right? The excitement of learning where that million went. Mm. <laughs> so, um, as the film was being projected, someone from the upper gallery yelled fire. Mm-hmm. Some witnesses later said it was in a woman's voice. Mm. After the initial scream, panic began to spread through the upper galleries, and people began to scramble for the stairway that would lead to the exits onto the streets below. Okay. Remember I told you, there's only one stairway Yeah. from the upper gallery. Yeah, and it takes more than six minutes to evacuate. Mm-hmm. One child who attended the screening with her mother and her older brother recalled her experience in this way. One moment she was enjoying what she described as a thieves movie, mm. which was to her taste. She liked it. And the next, she heard shouts and saw many people standing up suddenly. She said, a man who was in the seat in front of her jumped up and dove to head toward the seats behind her mm. to the, towards the back of the theater mm. or towards the exit. Yeah. As he jumped over her, he kicked me in the quote. He kicked me in the head and oh, I fell to the ground. Oh, man. My mother tried to catch me, but she was pushed down by a wave of people. And that that came down on top of her. She was screaming in pain. Unquote. Man. An civic <clears throat> dude for one. Yeah. To add to the confusion and panic was the fact that the projectionist stopped the film. Okay. A signal that something was terribly wrong. Right. The one stairway that led to the lower floor was steep and narrow. Hmm. And as people pushed and shoved their way down, it created an avalanche and a pileup. Oh, man. It didn't help that the majority of the in attendance were children and they couldn't move mm. as fast or were probably not as confident about where they were going. Yeah. Unfortunately, they were easily crushed in the bedlam. Oh, no. Yeah. There were three exits on the street level leading to Elcano and General Concha streets. Mm-hmm. But two of the exit, two of the three exit doors were locked. Oh, my gosh. And as people kept coming... Those who reached the door could go no further and were being crushed by the constant oh flow of gosh. people. Several adults, including a group of off-duty civil guards attending the screening, realized that there was no fire and were desperately trying to calm people down, but oh to no avail. Gosh. People were throwing themselves off the upper balconies down to the lower mm. levels or falling from them from being pushed. Mm. Some people were able to open the exits that led onto the street either by force mm-hmm. or, as I read in one account, it mm-hmm. was as, as simple as turning a small lock on the door or mm-hmm. lifting a bar right. to get the door open. Right. Like a hatch lock. Yeah. As people exited, they continued to scream fire when they ran out, right? Right. Adding to the confusion and the false belief that the Ensanche Theater was on fire. Right. Word spread throughout the city, bringing the fire brigade to the scene. Two fire trucks arrived and started pumping water. 
The bystanders outside, realizing that there were people trapped and or being stampeded inside, re-entered the building trying to assist people. Mm. It soon became clear that there would be a lot of casualties. Oh, man. So. <clears throat> I mean, it, it's it's interesting that even today we still talk about, you know, some limits of free speech, which, you know, the classic example is yelling fire in a theater, right? Yeah. So, I mean, at least we're conscious of this more than I guess they might have been in those days, I would hope. I imagine that still that was kind of the reason that that's in law, like with when they talk about free speech, mm -hmm. the fact that that is the one thing that they bring up. It's pretty common, I guess. Right? Yeah. Like in constitutional law, they always bring that up. Mm. Like you can say what you want. Yeah. But. Yeah. You can't do this. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's very responsible. It's logical. Right? It makes sense. And yeah. just wonder how many hundreds of times it had to happen. And yeah. As we were just saying, you know, with the Madrid Arena thing, it still happens, unfortunately. Yeah. And there was the one, what was it, last year, that party in, was it Taiwan? Was it Taiwan, Megan? There Where was. all those people got crushed? I don't remember. In the back of an alley or something, or oh, Korea. Taiwan, yeah. Well, it was, it was Taiwan. No, it was. It was like a Halloween party or something. That was Korea. That was Seoul. No, it was Taiwan. It did happen in Taiwan as well. Right. Only Korea. I mean, it's happened everywhere, hasn't it? Yeah. 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 Or concerts happens at concerts yeah. all the time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Festivals. Not necessarily from panic, but. The one I'm thinking of is when they were all like kind of backed into an alley. Yeah. Was that Korea? Alley, yeah. Korea, that happens, yeah. It was like recently. It was like a year ago or something. Yeah. yeah. It was like a Halloween party and like right after COVID mm. sanctions yeah. got people lifted. People were going out. There was a big party and all these people got crushed in a, just in a street area. Yeah, it was outside. It was not even inside a building, you know. Uh, 2022, 28th of October, the Seoul Halloween crowds in crush. Korea. Yeah, that yeah. was the 2022 one was in Korea, but as Megan said, you know, it does happen everywhere. Yeah, unfortunately. Time, yeah. But I mean, in the case of Korea, like people, a lot of people pointed out to the police mismanaging the situation. They had warnings, they had people calling and saying there's too many people and they ignored that call for like hours and yeah. didn't start like telling people to move or to stop going this direction or that direction. So, you know, it's, uh, it, it's interesting. Like we have to remember how the authorities responsible kind of have to be on top of certain things as well, right? Like it's a moving target. Like, because as we were saying, it's not in a theater in that case. It's just in the street, but you still have to manage crowds. Yeah. In certain ways. Yeah. So. <clears throat> deadly. Crowds are deadly. They are. They are. They Should are. we take a break? Let's. Let's. Let's take a break. See you guys in a minute. <clears throat> Clear my throat. <clears throat> Wait, count Megan in. Oh, you didn't shoot. Count her in. Let's do it. Okay. We're back. We're back. All right. So, <clears throat> like many of the tragedies we've covered on this pod, yes. the local response was immediate. Oh. And people came to the aid of others without thinking twice. I love the Basque Country. Right? 
Practically all of the doctors in the city converged on the scene to assist the wounded. So nice. The medical clinic of Insanche, which was the neighborhood where mm-hmm. they were, was so overwhelmed that stretchers lined the reception area. The army sent in additional health workers and ambulances to carry the stretchers of victims to Basurto Hospital. Mm-hmm. Just Resi- along there. Yeah, not far away. Yeah. Residents in the area offered up much of their much uh, offered up. Sorry, I'll start that sentence again. If you want to cut that out, Megan. Residents in the area offered up the use of their private cars to transport victims. Very generous. Much like we what we saw. With the Ortuella yeah, case, right? Remember, tragedy. it was all people driving mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. to the hospital, right? Yeah. The mayor, Federico Moyua, mm. which, there you go. There's the name of this, the Moyua. A plaza right plaza downtown Moyua. Bilbao. Very, very Came central. from this guy, Federico Moyua. Mm. He called an emergency meeting of the city council to address the aftermath of what would turn out to be one of the most catastrophic tragedies to befall the city. So, so he called it like that night. Good on him. So this happened at like five thirty six. Was was like happening then? He's like, we need to meet up because this is going to be big, right? Well, he got a plaza named after him, so I guess he. He was a man of action. He he, he deserved it then, maybe even. Um. By that point, word had spread that the majority of the victims were children. Yeah, saw that coming a bit. Which further devastated the people of Bilbao. Very sad. Police and civil guards had to hold back desperate parents from searching for their children at Berserto Hospital and the medical clinics that were taking in the dead and the wounded. The first official number of victims came out that came out was uh, 42 dead children. Hmm. Between the ages of 3 and 15, and two dead adults. The following day, two more children died. Mm, from once. Bringing the toll, the death toll, to 46. Wow. So sad. Especially, like, considering there was no freaking fire. Exactly. Mm. And it wasn't even a fire. So senseless, right? Right. The newspaper headlines following the tragedy were dramatic, and the stories included all the details of the event as it unfolded and its aftermath. Mm. On the afternoon um, that families were finally permitted to enter the hospital and the clinics where the bodies were of the deceased were being held, one paper read, quote, Entrance was not allowed to women in order to avoid the painful scenes that would occur if they had to set their gaze upon the corpses of their children. I mean, you know, it's a little bit sexist, but it's also, you know, it's also, there's a point, you know. Yeah. I'm sure, I mean, women, I'm, I'm but sure. But can you imagine, can you imagine as a mother I mean, you're being right. told, I, I'm, no, I'm sorry, we're not letting women come in. Yeah. I mean, this was a newspaper. Yeah. So I don't know if that's actually what happened. It sounds very but believable. if that is what happened. It does sound like something that would happen, right? Absolutely. Like, they're like, these delicate creatures. Yeah. Yeah. These mothers, they can't. But can you imagine? Like, being told, yeah. I know your child is in here, but I mean, we're not going to let you come in. That's what women have been hearing her Their, their whole, whole lives, history, yeah. You can't really. do this, you can't do that. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's true. I mean... <laughs> so they're used to it. <laughs> what are you trying to say? They're used to it. <laughs> I mean, you know, it wouldn't be a surprise. 
I mean, I, I do think... <laughs> do you think one woman turned around and went, surprise, surprise? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not making light, but no. I'm saying I couldn't imagine it's someone sa- turning it's so you away. It's ridiculous today to yeah. hear that. I agree. Yeah. Because you were a female, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, my, my comment was going to be <clears throat> more down the lines of, well, Basque women are known for being strong and you know, more independent minded, you know, owning businesses and things like that, you know, so, you know, I can only imagine they would be more forceful and not take it as easily as, Mm. let's say. And maybe that's why it ended up in the newspaper, because they put up a fight or something. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I, 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 that would be my expectation, you know, at least they'd hear a good answer. That's what I'd expect, you know, they wouldn't shut the fuck up. (laughs) That's what I would expect. Fuck you. At least they hear some verdades, my baby? some truths. Yeah. But, you know, it's unfortunately not surprising to hear that. I know. No, not to me either. Mm. Not to me either, but I always like to point it out. It's good. Um, the local paper El Liberal mm. chronicled the death notices, first declaring that 42 children had died between the ages of 7 and 17, then adding that the two victims who died the following day were two brothers. Oh, sad. The two adults that perished were a 49-year-old widow and a 21-year-old who was later hailed in the newspapers as a hero. Oh. So his name was Florencio Gonzalez Leon. Mm. He was said to have repeatedly entered the building to bring children out. However, the media couldn't quite agree on how many children he had saved. Some stated he'd saved three to four kids, and others said up to six. But what they did agree on was that after he entered the building for the third time, he never re-emerged. So that's fucking crazy. So he got crushed. Trying to help people. Going in... Yeah. I mean... That's wild. He probably... If that actually happened, like, Mm. he... He was like going in to try to pull kids out from under an avalanche of kids or yeah. people, pulling them out to the street and then going back in to get more. Like and imagine, then eventually got crushed himself. Imagine like it's the bottom of the stairs that's like yeah. a bad spot, right? And he can see people getting hurt. And so you go back to that kind of that spot. crucial point area. Yeah, and and maybe at coming, some maybe. point, yeah, he yeah. couldn't I don't know, deal with the situation wild. anymore. So, um, his father, friends, and neighbors of the family, they shared stories with the press about how de- what the, how devastating the loss of Florencio was. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and as that it was like another terrible blow to the family's string of bad luck. Right. So the family was giving stories to the press about how they had struggled with poverty mm. and that they had just lost another son who mm. died only three months previous. And then another one had lost a leg to gangrene. Oh, man. So, like, that was a big news story. This this, right. this hero child who was killed, or this 21-year-old mm. who was killed, was part of this family that was also just getting all these horrible... Bad news. Yeah. Things happening to them. Sad Which is hear. great press, right? I mean, you know, it if works. you can just keep building on the tragedy. Sells newspapers. Right. Even today. Yeah. So, the city council session that was called by Fe- Mayor Federico Moyua mm-hmm. concluded at dawn. 
and the city agreed to foot the bill for the funerals of all the victims mm. and to build a large mausoleum in the center of Vista Alegre Cemetery mm. in Derio. Yeah, still a so, very famous... We talked about this in the Otoya mm. episode as well because they also have a wall right. in that same cemetery for all the victims of that tragedy. Right. And they're beautiful. So we need to make to a field trip there. to the cemetery. Sounds like a lovely day out. <laughs> it's a really crazy, huge, wild cemetery. It's enormous. Yeah. Uh, just and going just past like, it, you can see beautiful all buildings. All the different like sculptures. and. Yeah. Pretty impressive. It's a pretty, yeah. It's a shame it's you not... You always fly over it, too. When you yeah. fly into Bilbao, you'll see it when you fly in, because it's right there. Mm-hmm. Right it's by sh- the airport. It's a shame it's... Like, if it was, like, you know, Paris, you'd just be able to get public transport. I'm sure there's a bus, but... Yeah, there's trains. Is, is it trains. Trains, okay. Yeah. Okay, that sounds doable. Train. Take a take a picnic. Yeah. In fact, um, not too long ago, Ramon suggested that he and I do a little excursion to that cemetery, and he wanted to sketch. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah, whatever he saw, features, like yeah. whatever or sculptures or whatever, he wanted mm-hmm. to sketch things that mm-hmm. he saw there. And then I was like, ooh, and I want to go just look at the graves. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that sounds fun. And I'm, then I'm, I'm, we I'm had lunch it. and then got sleepy and we never went. Wow. Well, so that's, that's what happened. That's a good day. inspiration. But we could do it another day. Mm, mm. Could be a... It's a good idea. Yeah. The pod excursion. A pod excursion. Eh? Megan? Eh? You in? <laughs> <laughs> she gave us the thumbs up. All right. So on Tuesday, November 26th, a mass funeral procession took place, mm. transferring all of the coffins through town from La Casilla. Mm-hmm. You all know where that is, right? La Casilla to the Lezama Le railway station in Casco Viejo. So I'm assuming it's like San Nicolas area. Right. A, where San Nicolas is today. Yeah. Big... Because the next stop is Lezama. Yeah, if you I'm take Usco sure. train from San mm-hmm. Nicolas, I think the next stop is Lezama. Really? That's, I think. I don't know. I believe you. So, it's near Casco Viejo. Yes, we know that. But that is a pretty long It's pretty, yeah. Like route. I'd say a, a more than a mile, maybe. Yeah. Maybe two yeah. kilometers. It's all through there. town. Yeah, the whole town. And that's carrying all these coffins. Yeah, 40-something, yeah. Um, then, at the station, they were to be transported on two different trains, so one train took all of the coffins, and the other train held everybody that right. was going to the burial. Right. Um, that went to Derio, where they mm. would be laid to rest. They were finally laid to rest on November 28th. Mm. Some 40,000 residents lined the streets to mourn the victims. 44 white coffins for the children mm. and two black coffins for the two adults passed through the streets mm. on the shoulders of the young people from the sports club. So sweet. El Pueblo Vasco newspaper mm. recounted, quote, The parade was impressive, tender and moving. The screams of the mothers of the victims caused crying spells and fainting among women and not a few men. <laughs> End quote. I like the detail that they added. That's so sad. I know. I'm not laughing. Obviously, mm. we're not laughing. No, I'm at the, almost crying. I know. It's, we're not laughing at the devastation that this yeah. caused. It's really sad. Gay guy's gonna cry. But 
these <laughs> people. Yeah, it was all gay men crying. The few men that were gay. No. As if, as if. Um, sorry, we no. have to we have to make light because this is how we deal with. It is. It is hard things. I mean, huh? we it, have it, we deal with hard things with comedy and yes. levity, right? Unless this is your first podcast, you know that. Yeah. So. <laughs> The funerals were attended by just as many and were held on the 27th in the Cathedral of Santiago in Casco Viejo. Yeah, the so main the yeah. old church there. Yeah. It's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. The family signed a contract that specified that all of the victims were to be buried together and could not exercise their right to recover the bodies at any time in the future. Oh. Thus keeping intact the giant mausoleum that would be built over their graves. Fair enough. I so mean, if anyone broke the contract, it would fuck up the whole mausoleum. Yeah, well, it's a bit, bit imposing, but... Kind you of, know, yeah, right? At the same time... But I guess... I mean, it's like a... a yeah, the fact that you had to force people to sign a contract. Yeah. To be like, okay, we know you have the right to get the body of your family member, but... Mm-hmm. We're gonna build this mausoleum I mean, it's, to, it's, to mem- you know, commemorate. Yeah. It sounds this. like they're paying for it anyway. They are the city. So they are. I, I guess they're trying to also get out of people suing them, you know, for the health and safety issues. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, not sure if yeah, that was yeah. a thing then, but well, wait and see. What okay. Happens. <clears throat> More so foreshadowing. <laughs> kind of. I mean, well, we'll see. You'll see. We'll okay. all we'll get your your input at the end. Mm-hmm. Much like what happened after Bermeo tragedy, the Bermeo tragedy, where all the fishermen died, the 116 from Bermeo. The Calerna. The townspeople set up donations, not only the townspeople in Bermeo, but people in Bilbao, all the surrounding area, they all set up these um, donations, Mm -hmm. like, to assist all the families that were affected by this, right? Very nice. The charity was started by the Ministry of Government, who donated the first 1,000 pesetas, and so when I tried to look up how much 1,000 pesetas in 1912 was, mm. the the page that I always look at mm. breaks down where are you looking. Yeah. Like what you can buy in commodities. Is it salary? Is it... Okay. Like, so there's all these different like... <laughs> ways to look at it. Ways to look at how much mm-hmm. it might be worth today. Right. So... I'm just going to say anywhere from 4,000 to 100,000 okay. <laughs> is what 1,000 pesetas was, okay. which is a huge, a huge Difference. span, yeah. right? Yeah. <clears throat> like, so I don't know. Anyway, it was a lot of money, I guess. So it they sounds, put up the first 1,000 pesetas. sounds like a good, decent contribution. Yeah. So then other associations and entities joined in, like schools, because mm-hmm. of course it was all children, right. so schools... In colleges, the students would go out and collect money for the cause. Very nice. So in the end, each family received 31 pesetas and 65 cents. Okay. So when I looked up yeah. on this same website that I look at, it's anywhere from 140 euros okay. to 3,000 euros. Right. So I guess $200 to, what was it, 3,000? 3,000. Maybe four thousand dollars. Just make it more international for people to understand. Oh, dollars! Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking. Maybe, yeah. Out loud. Not an official conversion. I don't know what the exchange rate is right now. I no. haven't looked in a long time, so I don't know. They're very close to one it to one, close, but it's yeah. like one point two. The euro and the dollar is pretty yeah. close. Yeah. 
Maybe I'm exaggerating <clears throat> still. So the pain felt by the city was immense, obviously, Absolutely. following the tragedy, only to be replaced by anger and outrage at the actions of the authorities for allowing such a thing to happen in the right. first place. Yeah. Many felt that the safety and security at the theater was greatly lacking and that someone should pay. Right. So. Would you like to take a break before we go into the investigation and legal shit? I'm fine. We can go straight in if you like. All right. Let's do it. All right. So. <clears throat> let me pour myself a glass Please. of wine. We need some special effects. Make people join Boop. in. Well, it's not a champagne cork, so... There you go. There you go, listeners. Pouring mm. some wine. Some ASMR drinking. ASMR? What does that mean? That's the one where you get close and you're like, I'm drinking wine. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get the special effects, you know. Oh, is that the... um, Where they do things yeah, like crinkle yeah, yeah. paper ASMR, and stuff yeah, and people yeah. get really turned on by it. Or not turned on, but maybe like... You, soothed by it you get, you get If you're sensitive, you get brain tingles. That's mm. what you would technically call it. I've, <laughs> I've, had, I've had brain tingles. A-S-M-I? R. A-S-M-R. So what does that stand for? I couldn't tell you what top oh, of well, my head, Sorry. I didn't mean to call you out. I mean, I couldn't. But I've heard, I know what it, I've heard of it and I can't remember what it stands for. Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Oh, okay. So it's talking about the meridian in your brain, I guess. Hmm. Okay. Well, that was for you. <laughs> <laughs> Ten listeners who have ASMR. A-M- ASMR. You got it. I. No. No I. Oh, my God. ASMR. Never mind. I can't do that. <laughs> anyway. All right. So. The Insanji Circus Theater was ordered to be closed immediately by the mm. civil governor. The Provincial Board of Shows and the Commission of Theaters immediately issued rules on the security of facilities and ordered inspections of all the theaters in town. One such measure outright prohibited film screenings at the Ariaga Theater. The investigating court opened up legal proceedings that began on the day of the incident. The venue would remain closed until a full investigation could be carried out and the city council would determine what legal action should be taken. Sounds very responsible. Yep. Well, prompt. <clears throat> the first order of business was to photograph the entire establishment and take a statement from the owner, Roman. Mm. No, Roman. Ramon. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Cut that out. Bobby's going to kill in. me. Leave it in. Ramon. His name's Ramon. Goy <laughs> Cochea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Next door neighbor or something. Next door house. Next door house. Or the house next door. The families took part in the legal proceedings and would appear in the case as private prosecutors. Mm, good for them. So I can't remember if we've already talked about this. I think we did in one of our episodes. Yeah, like where anybody can. Anybody can, yes, yeah. be part of the prosecution. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was the BBK yeah. one, right? There was a ton of odd kind of associations. So like people. unions could be. Mm-hmm. Part of the prosecution as yeah. a private prosecutor, right? Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. So um, the families demanded that the owners of the circus theater be held responsible, both financially and criminally, for their negligence. 
-hmm. But not only that, they wanted the officials who authorized the establishment to function as a cinema to also be held responsible. Mm -hmm. The investigation determined that the establishment did not read the security... Sorry. Stop. Start again. Pause. Cut out. (laughs) Megan's looking at me like, what? She'll get it when she listens to it. It's okay. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Cut that out. I'm going to start again, that sentence again. We know, we know. Okay. The investigation determined that the establishment did not meet the security and safety codes and conditions regular... It's okay. ...regulated at the time, Mm. and that they admitted far too many spectators on the night in question. Sure. The search to determine who had caused the panic and stampede by yelling fire was never determined. Oh. It had been speculated that the person who yelled fire did so in response to a scuffle that had occurred when a man was messing with a young woman in the upper floor seating. It has been agreed since then that the incident that had incited the yell was perhaps someone looking for assistance and not meaning to cause a panic. Oh. So, that made me think. Hmm. So some young lady or girl, right. as there was a lot of children, yeah. teenagers present, mm-hmm. was being harassed by some probably greasy old dude. Probably. Sounds like it. Fucking <clears throat> with her, and she didn't know what else to do to get... Yeah, attention, maybe. Attention, or, or to like get distract him, mm. or distract everybody around him. Yeah. Which is really sad, right? It's very sad. I mean, it sounds very plausible. As you say, we can't know i know but isn't that awful it's really sad really sad i mean it makes perfect sense it's like what do you do when you don't know what to do yeah i mean interestingly that's one of the things you're told to do yeah oh really you're being attacked as a woman is to not yell rape is to yell fire Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. That's ridiculous. Wow. And that's 2023 recommendations, so. Because that'll get more attention than somebody yelling help. That's so sad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It must be a good alternative in 2023, you know? Yeah, what do you yell? I don't don't know. know. (laughs) Rats. Everybody freaks out. <laughs> Cucaracha. <laughs> I mean, what's a cucaracha again? Roaches. A roach. I mean. Cockroaches. <clears throat> okay. All snake. Right. I don't know. Yeah, but snake doesn't freak Too me out. Too much into into there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Bats. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I would yell. Crocodile. <laughs> Yeah. That would be scary. I don't know. What would you yell? Yeah, I don't know. To get attention. Maybe knife. It's a good one. He's got a gun! I don't know. That would also cause a panic. Yeah. Like, knife is more like, you can't reach me. Let's look over. Like, if it's not next to me, you can't shoot at me, right? Yeah, but if you want others to help you... Right? So you're yeah. trying to get them to help you or to get the guy to stop bothering you. You have to deal something that's going to cause almost pandemonium around you, right? Shit! I don't know. <laughs> he shot his pants! There's nothing else to yell. Fire! 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 Fire. Fire. Yeah. That's it! I mean... 
That's it. That's all there is. That's not all there is, Joey. Well, you come up with one. I I've been mean, thinking just now for about 15 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't come up with one. Wow, I'm going to go for crocodile, I think. Crocodile. <laughs> come on. You're going to just think you're on drugs. How about pizza? <laughs> Also on drugs. Free pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's not going to work. Anyway. 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 Surely. So sadly, that's probably what happened, right? I mean, it sounds like it. Somebody was just trying to get this old scummy guy off of her. Yeah. Very All right. Sad. Very so sad. the city council also made part of... Uh, made up part of the prosecution, retaining a lawyer throughout the court investigation to represent them. Mm. The press also took it upon themselves to find the culprits responsible for the tragedy. Interesting. Most publications of the time held a trial by media, pinning the crime on the owners of the circus theater, mm. Ramon Goicoechea mm-hmm. and Felipe Revuelto. Mm. Their crime was the fact that the doors were locked, yeah. preventing exit and... You know, the general state of the building. Mm-hmm. The one staircase. Yeah. Right? It's For all those people. a fair argument. Mm-hmm. Right? But the newspapers, El, uh, sorry, El Noticiero, Noticiero, mm-hmm. Bilbaino, and El Liberal went after the entertainment board and the civil governor, who had inspected the venue mm. and granted them the necessary permits to operate. Yeah, it's fair in this as well. This permission was given only a couple months before mm. all this happened yeah. um, and had come on the heels of that tragedy that befell the cinema at La Luz de Villarreal mm-hmm. in Castellón mm-hmm. where those 69 people lost their lives. Yeah. So it was just after that that yeah. they had granted them permission. There should have been better measures in place and mm-hmm. protocols, whatever you want to say so official accusations were submitted on december 17th of 1912 the defendants being ramon goicoechea and felipe revuelto as the owners of ensanche circus theater and three of their ushers who were on staff the night of the disaster and therefore deemed responsible for the state of affairs Mm. or at least the state of the exit doors yeah so they probably locked, I was thinking this, I was thinking, they probably locked those doors to prevent people from sneaking in and getting yeah. a free show. Yeah, yeah. That was probably what protocol was. Sure. At the venue. Sure. Like, we're going to only man this door and make sure that yeah. only the people who come in have paid for their ticket. And these two are going to remain locked so that people don't sneak in. Yeah. You yeah. know? Like... Such a fucking businessy mindset, right? Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. So they're just, you know, these poor ushers are being accused of a crime. Yeah, that's when not... it's like at the behest of their boss. Yeah, that's right? not really fair at all either. I know. So, in addition, a request was made to submit a petition with the Supreme Court to issue an indictment against the civil governor, Manuel Novella. Novella, sorry, Novella, mm-hmm. for having authorized the establishment's right to function as a cinema when it did not meet the standard requirements. Mm-hmm. However, the Advisory Board of Theaters and the Technical Commission escaped being named in the indictment because they simply held an advisory role, leaving the ultimate decision to be made by the civil governor. Mm-hmm. This petition to the Supreme Court was denied by the Bilbao, the Bilbao, Bilbao Provisional Court. 
Mm-hmm. Provincial court, sorry, mm-hmm. provincial court. In November of the following year, 1913, the investigating court terminated all proceedings and did not follow through on the prosecution of the owners of the venue or their employees, the ushers. Mm-hmm. So it all came to nothing and nobody was held responsible. Yeah, I mean, they, they tried. They tried. I mean, so that's what happened. I mean, definitely a Lots tragedy. Lots of people died. Not a big tragedy. And nobody could be pinned for it. Yeah, typically. When money's involved somehow, everybody slips through the little corners. Yeah. Very sad. Um, I'm going to show you some pictures. Okay. And then we'll talk about them. Okay. Um, that appeared like in the press, right okay. after the fact. Let's go for it. We're gonna try and release these to sum this after up, we release like the episode. The yeah. only, the only other press that the two owners received mm-hmm. after this um, was that uh, Felipe Revuelto. Mm-hmm. So his name is Revuelto, mm-hmm. right? It's it's interesting. So he, <laughs> he appears in the news later. The only other time he appears in the news after this. Mm-hmm. Is for selling eggs. Oh, <laughs> hilarious! <laughs> and being denounced or reported uh-huh. for not being registered to do so as, a, as an egg seller. But I want you to explain to our listeners why that is a funny thing. Because revuelto literally means <laughs> it can mean scrambled eggs, yeah. which is like if you order hilarious. something like a revuelto, like yeah. de hongos, right? So like a mm-hmm. mushroom revuelto. Mm-hmm. It means that you're getting scrambled eggs with mushrooms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was funny. I mean, it could mean <laughs> it could mean a revolt. You know, it could mean. Yeah, I mean, it could be upheaval. Like yeah, revolto yeah. is like just like a upheaval, right? Yeah. Like something that gets mixed up and yeah. churned or a mix up, a churning yeah, a churn, of some yeah, exactly. events or something. Yeah. So it could be like an, a revolto of like uh, of people that get pissed off and start a revolt right yeah yeah like what you're yeah. saying it's yeah. i mean it's it's just i never heard that as but a we also call it in like gastronomic it, yeah it's so <laughs> it's, it's funny, funny that he was selling he was eggs though. busted for selling eggs without the proper permits yeah hilarious <laughs> i mean get over that. there's this theory right that i forget how it's called but like how people with a certain name yeah they end up doing professions when you look at the name, you're like, really? And it's there's an argument that you're just drawn to you're that. You're like born into it. it. It's just because of I mean, because I know that your surname, mm-hmm. like original surnames are because of what you did, right? Your profession. Yeah. yeah right? A lot different. of surnames yeah. are based on, yeah. he is the, like, Smith. The, 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 yeah, the, the, the blacksmith of the yeah. town or whatever. Exactly. and so they get names like that yeah. because of it. But then you're saying that like Baker. people that have those names mm. just kind of get yeah. led into those industries. Yeah. Like, you know, if, I mean, not, I mean, Baker is, it's just the, the, yeah, the examples Baker. that I, that I remember reading, they're just so odd, you know, but it's like, I keep seeing it a lot. Like just, you know, you read uh somebody who's got a name related to birds and they're like studying birds you know and it's like oh that's kind of cute you know but you know that kind of thing it just Mm -hmm. 
you you it's not like it clearly wasn't a profession but like it's related so you end up you know it seems like you're kind of like drawn to drawn to yeah like yeah you know like if your name is star you end up being an astronomer you know what i mean yeah that kind of thing like it's clearly they weren't an astronomer (laughs) (laughs) who knows why you're called star but yeah Anyway, but oh, that, that Revuelto is, is a hilarious one, right? I know, right? It's a very good one. Yeah. I kind of laughed when you said Revuelto. <laughs> well, like, what? as did I when, that's I, was, excellent. when I read the it. The fact that he came out selling eggs as well is just... <laughs> and that's the only... Like, that's after this... That's the only time he appeared in the papers or for anything. Seems like he fell... In the records, he, I should he, say. He fell in hard this times. Is like a, yeah. This is from that archive mm-hmm. that I found from the Biscaya archive. Yeah. Of the news report. So, and then for Ramon, mm. Goicochea. Mm-hmm. Very respectable surname, even today. He, he, he basically just continued his life in show business. Mm. So, um, from 1918 to 1923, he was named as the managing director of the Albia Society, which operated the Colosseum Albia. Mm-hmm. So, nice. that's the only time he ever appeared in records, like official public records after that. So he continued in the business unscathed. Yeah. Fascinating story. I mean, I, you know, I'm never going (laughs) to go through Moyua again without remembering the story and how responsible the, the, uh, the mayor was. And I I guess it's a a memory. I was going to show you. Mm. Okay. So just while we're still recording and we were talking about like the press stuff. So here's the image that was in the paper where it said that they wouldn't let women mm-hmm. like see look the, at the children. Yeah, yeah. Right, they wouldn't let children, women in to look at the children. Mm. So that's the paper image. Very basic, see. yeah, very low but quality. You can, it's actually you can tell. people you can yeah, tell. crying. And, and All then the they photos. have this, then they've cut it and they put this pile of clothes. So this pile of clothes oh, right. are what was found. At the base of the stairs. Right. So here's an image of the stairwell where they all got trapped. Wow. If you can see it, Megan, I don't know if you can see it. Very sad looking, just yeah. Basically, so all these clothes that were this is what these are the photos they took the day after, right? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Very basic kind of hall, basically. Not much. Yeah, staircase. Yeah, the bottom of the staircase. Very black and white. Very low. These are all the doctors that. Good selection you know, of doctors there. That was like the ones on the scene helping everybody. All men, of course. All Twelve men. guys. I mean, there probably there weren't white coats. any female doctors at that point. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. And then here's the children, some of the children. A lot of very young kids. Great, great Surprisingly, images. they had a lot of, uh, a lot of photographs, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's not very common back then, right? To have a photograph. I mean, you know, 1800s. I don't know when it started, but no, but like 1900s. you'd have to go to a studio, right, yeah, and have yeah. somebody take your photo and pay for it, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are some of the pictures, the kids. Yeah. So this is a pretty cool resource archive, to have. right? Absolutely. There's beautiful images. Beautiful images. Dead child. Anyway. Hmm. It's pretty cool. I'll um, I'll Very send this impressive. to you guys so you can look at it if you want to. Because look at all these like handwritten stuff. Mm. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I guess we could put a link too in our social media, true. and people could look at it. It's all in Spanish, but you're gonna just Google Translate everything, right? Or just translate it. That's what you do. Here's all the headlines, right, of the day. Mm, the newspapers. La Gaceta del Norte, el pueblo vasco. Pictures of the, the funeral procession. Mm, wow, a lot of people. Like it's pretty crazy. That looks like the Dario at the cemetery, right? Yeah. That's them arriving in the old town with the white um, coffin, as you said, for the children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very sad day. But, you know, it, it, it's interesting how it fills in our kind of impression of Bilbao, right? We go past these places There's now. a good shop. Yeah, from Arenal over to Sanche. Everybody arriving from there. Yeah. That's a beautiful image. Yeah. Very beautiful. Picture. So if we can link this archive. Yeah. Just include the... On the, the show notes for yeah. the, the episode. Yeah. It's pretty great. I'll add it in the Instagram. Pictures. Yeah, that's the gray, the, the tomb. No, what do you call it? They're gonna, the mausoleum. So they put all the right. coffins there. They're just all lined up like... So the last part of my story was just to like... And I'm going to freelance this because I didn't write it out. I didn't have time. Mm -hmm. So I'll just tell you about what they did for the mausoleum. Mm -hmm. um, let's finish it up then. Okay. Go so <clears throat> the mausoleum um, was a structure, right? Like, so I just showed you the image. Mm -hmm. So they basically made a mass grave with yeah. all the coffins lined up. It's like five How people. How would you, yeah, like in a row, in a row. Five rows, rows and of columns about of, ten people. Yeah. Yeah. So 44 in total, I think, were yeah. buried there. Yeah. Because I don't know if all of them went there. I think it was like 40, 46 died in total, but I think only 44 or 42. Signed the paper. Yeah. Something like Something that. Something like that. Sure. Around there. Okay. So they're all lined up and then they built this mausoleum on, on top, top of it. Like a building. So the names of all the victims are inscribed on the wall mm -hmm. of the mausoleum. Then there's all these symbolic elements mm -hmm. that are, are on the on the mausoleum. In the building. So um, there's a sarcophagus. Sarcophagus, yeah. What is that? It's like you I know. I don't have time to look it up. Like if you imagine uh, the the Tutankhamun sarcophagus, it's like a like a a, a kind of stone made um let's say coffin before you put the body inside or you know oh. like the kings they build a big uh you know stone effigy of the king lying and then his body oh. is inside that's a sarcophagus so you know okay like uh, a place to put a body I okay would say. so i guess that image or that is sculpted on on it okay with figures of children mm. surrounding dressed in like classical attire. Interesting. Yeah. The then day. there is a grieving female figure on one side. Mm. And then the figure of the god Kronos. Right. That is. About a winged a old man with a long beard holding an hourglass to represent the passage of time. I guess it's also how early they were taken from right. life, the children, right? Yeah. Mm. A bronze relief of the biblical passage from Christ, let the children come close, close to me. Mm, very romantic. And then it's framed by two columns, one of which is um, 
full, and then the other one is truncated. Truncated, like a truncated, half, yeah. Half column. To, to symbolize that their lives were cut short, right? right? Very symbolic. So that's like the imagery on the mausoleum. Interesting. We'll go look at it, see yeah. if it matches what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i read it let's, i mean it's it's definitely so I'll be curious we're gonna to see it if I we're actually, gonna see it I'll be like, no this is nothing what i read anyway <laughs> if it if that does happen we'll make it like an, a special episode we'll we'll, we'll, we'll go to the we'll, 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 and we'll say like listen what i read did not match what we saw yeah anyway. well i think it'll definitely we'll definitely it'll find match, those sure. elements so the project was by the architect Ricardo Bastida, mm. and it was built under the direction of master builder Benito Sumalde. Mm. And La Bastida all of is very famous. Sumalde, He's, no? Uh, La Bastida is more famous, I suppose. Bastida? <laughs> mm. Ricardo okay. Bastida, the architect. I think so, because there's a number of things like the, the, the Parque los Patos, you know? The, oh, really? I don't know. There's like elements that he built there. Okay. I did not know that. And then there's like another old building that was built by him. I forget which, oh. but I'm still standing. Okay. So he's, he's well known. Okay. Don't recognize the other one though, but I'm not an expert, as you say. So all the, um, the this is the most interesting thing for me, is right. that all the sculpting work or the sculpture work mm -hmm. was done by the students of the School of Arts and Crafts. Oh, that's very nice. So it was under the supervision of the sculptor. Okay. <laughs> In one place I read. Can you read this? Uh, Ijinio. Ijinio, right? Yeah. And then another place. Diego. <laughs> That's very different. So I don't know if his name is. Mm -hmm. Ijinio or, or Diego. Diego. Mm -hmm. Basterra is, is agreed on that it's a surname. Okay, okay. Basterra. So the city spent 40,000 pesetas on building this mausoleum and the funeral expenses. Mm -hmm. um, there, was a there was, of course, a bid to design it, but right. they did not make it public because they didn't want to like extend the process and then right. make it more expensive. Sure. So they just sent, had four architects present their ideas, right. and then it was Ricardo Bastida, Bastida who, that won who got the, the bid. Mm -hmm. So the city also allotted 1,000 more additional money to share among the students who had made the sculptures. That's fair. Like basically the ones that like created the artwork, right? Yeah, yeah. It's very fair. Um, and the only reason we know their names is because the school documented the payments out to these students. Oh, that's good. So I'll tell you their names, all right? So yes. these are the students that's, that were the sculptors. Let's go for it. Manuel Moreno. Mm -hmm. Jose Castrillon. Mm-hmm. Jose Maria Garros mm. and Juan, no, sorry, Juan Lopez mm -hmm. and Juan Guraya. 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 Guraya, yeah. Mm, interesting. Never so the final, the thing was completed and presented in the May of 1916. Nice, nice. And then all I can tell you about where the theater once stood today mm -hmm. in Bilbao is that from. 1920 to 1925, the Caja Municipal de Arroz, 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 Arroz. Mm -hmm. God damn it. <laughs> the savings bank. The savings bank, mm -hmm. let's say, was, um, was there from those mm -hmm. years for five years. Mm -hmm. And then they built 113 homes. Okay. So now it's just apartment apartments. building. 
I mean, it must be quite nice looking at. So we have to go nice another excursion. Let's go see this block where this theater once stood. Oh, yeah, and I should okay. show you before uh, I leave. Be, before we move on too far. Yeah. Just to connect to the sculpture and uh, graves, mm -hmm. my my great grandfather mm -hmm. was a stone sculptor, and he there's mm -hmm. quite a number of. Uh, graves uh, both from our family and not from our family that were sculpted by him so this one of the images i ha had in my mobile for years was one of his sculptures of an angel nice. in marble it's really beautiful so lovely little family connection there there's a picture of the the actual theater the wow. building wow yeah it looks pretty somber for today's day but it is a black and white image and but look it looks like dirt streets right yeah, yeah. I both mean, a, both was I, I think <laughs> I think it is paved, but you know they had the horses, so it'd be yeah, quite so there's dirty. just horse shit everywhere. Mm, that's what I've <laughs> been hearing more and more. Mm. There was that's what you're hearing more and more. There's horse shit everywhere. Because and today just dog shit. It's just because the, there's just so many dogs in Bilbao. A lot of people are talking from the change from horses to cars because we're moving from from gas cars to electric. Mm. And they're just pointing out how, you know, these things happen. It changes yeah. from, you know, in a few years it's mm -hmm. different. And then all these consequences like clean streets and stuff. And like mm. they're saying you know, the air is going to be so much cleaner very, yeah. very soon. So there's going to be a lot less like lung cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking, what do you call it? Palumbo? What was that? Um, that they put inside gas? Lead? Lead gas, right? It's yeah. Kind of shit stuff in the air. Yeah. And like, I, I, it was interesting. Somebody was talking how like electric cars barely break because you've got a system where you, you, when you slow down, you get that energy into the batteries again, right? So you recover mm. that energy. So you basically almost like they're having problems with cars that just don't Break use their brakes too suddenly or what? No, they just don't use the brakes ever. So then five years later, first time you actually need to use the brakes, it's like, oh, they're not working now because they've never been used. Oh. Right? It's a funny, weird problem. But That's one of the weird. things that the guy was saying was that there's all this, like, heavy metal in the material. And uh, I need my remote control. Oh, here it is. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. I mean, I don't think it's a real problem. But it should be Just fine. Just in case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had an emergency with the TV. But um, with the screen. But a... Um, Basically, like he was saying that there's this heavy metal inside the brakes, like normal cars use all the time, and it becomes dust, and this heavy metal is freaking dust now, and I'm like, you know, there's so many bad things with that. Just Yes, absolutely. So I'm way for we cars all agree that don't need freaking brakes. Everything's bad. So... Not it's, good for us. It's going in a good, good direction. Us. Going in a good direction. Surely. Absolutely. Every time. I agree. Every time. There's no reason. That's what progress is, right? That's, it's always finding ways I'm to saying. better. I'm just waiting to things. hail that AI overlord, am I? <laughs> or Lord S. No, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Douglas, do we have a mini crime time? Mm. I can't think of one. Do you have one, Megan? My, my hands. No. Let me think. I didn't even think about it. Good, can't think. Mini no, no, time. we'll just have to record it. 
another day and add it on. In any case, huh? You have one. We've got time. Yeah, we have time. We have time. All right, let's 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 make a note in this recording that we've got to record somebody telling us their mini crime time. It should be easy. It should be easy, especially like with the the phone idea that we had. Yeah, I think that should be fine. But I hope all of our listeners have enjoyed their their time with us yes, today. Yes, and if you I have a mini crime time you'd like to submit, yeah. you can write to us at yeah. crimesofthebasklands at gmail.com. Yes. You only have to write it. You could send us an audio file. Someday we'll make it a lot easier for you to submit one. There but is for a, now, that's what we've got. There's a link at the so website as well. If you have one, mm-hmm. please write us and... Give us yeah. one because we we love to hear, love and it doesn't have to any. It doesn't have to have anything to do with the Basque Country. No, it can be any crime. Crime that, times, and it doesn't have to be free. major crimes. It's not major crimes. These are no, just small things that you think that was a crime. Somebody cut you <laughs> off at the supermarket. Yeah, this senora tried to get Let in front loose. of you in line, or <laughs> or this jerk just yelled something at you that you thought was wrong or I don't know you've heard some of ours they're just ridiculous and silly and I mean one of mine was like some guy that didn't push the button to get out of the metro in time yeah, yeah. he was on his phone and just oh, didn't and push the button <laughs> so you know it's that silly so yeah anything any, you got any slightly uncivic totally welcome indeed 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 and uh, we would like to thank you for all listening to us blabber on about yeah. stuff Yes, it's always a pleasure to learn yeah. about the past country, the city I live. Yeah, and let us know if you want to hear anything. Actually, you can also write to us and tell us what you want to hear about. Suggestions, yeah. Not suggestions only, but like, do you want to hear more about? Oh, the type of crime. Basque yeah. culture yeah. or yeah. Yeah. more historical language or things. I don't know, whatever Absolutely. you want to hear. We're into. Do we're you want a lot of subjects? Tell us subject. what to tell you about. So, we're open to all that. Not that we don't have a lot to go with, okay? So no, don't get worried. We, we still have a stuff. lot we of, do. you know. We just like to interact with the public. It's great fun sure, to get it's fun. inspiration from other places. Well, we're here for you. We're not just here to just talk to each other because we do that all the time anyway. We do it anyway. <laughs> we don't We don't broadcast most, most of our conversations. No, never. Can you believe? Of course not. Can you, you believe? You wouldn't want to hear it. So. I mean, maybe some people would. <laughs> I, I, so. I definitely enjoy them all, so, you know. <laughs> I enjoy talking to you, Douglas. Me too, Jules. And like always, it's been a pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. So, we bid you a good...